Welcome to Strongest on the Field Radio, where we aim to educate youth athletes, sports coaches, strength coaches, and parents on sports performance. What up, Internet? And this is Juan G, Strongest on the Field Radio. Those levels are kind of high. Let me bump it down. Sorry, Ronnie. I apologize for that, sir. Dude, you look on point. Nice shirt. Thank you. Nice shoes. New shoes. No, Socks on sure. point. Clean shorts. You smell fresh. Both of our hair is a mess. That's okay. You want to say what's up? Yeah, what's up, everyone? Um, uh, we are just want to let everyone know we're uh, recording these videos or the podcast uh, through YouTube. So you can go to our YouTube channel, Deuce Athletics, and check out the video. We have some, because we're talking about, because today's topic involves some physical stuff, uh, we might hold some stuff up and you can check it out. So we're on video. Uh, I didn't think of that. We should do a better job. We're trying to get better at this technology thing. Yes. Maybe we talk about gear being a coach. Sorry, I should look over there. Yeah. I just want to look at you, you into your beautiful eyes. You. What color are they? Black? Do you have any emotions in those things? Zero. Zero emotions. All right. So what we're really here for, while you're really listening, not to my jokes. I have some good jokes today. Uh, okay. uh, I would like to open with a joke. Is that okay? <clears throat> How do you find electricity in the ocean? Um, how, I don't know. How, how do you just got to follow the current. I got one more. Can I use one more? How do we know magicians like chocolate? uh, Chocolate, cacao, chocolate. They always have Twix up their sleeve. All right. Anyways, today's topic is equipment and gear, uh, both for the gym and for life. I added some more stuff, if that's okay with you, Ronnie. Um, so we're going to go. Do you have any updates in your life? You've, have you done anything since last week since uh, we have met? Updates. Um, what do we have happening here? No. Oh, so we're I'm trying to start a little speed thing. Some of our athletes have asked us about doing actual uh, speed stuff. And um, it actually I, I've been thinking about doing it. And uh, there was an interesting comment brought up by one of the athletes that really just sparked me and said, you know what, just do it. And um, it was the idea that if I do some stretching, I'll get faster. And he asked me if I stretch, will I get faster? I'm like, okay, that's it. I have to do this. (laughs) So because of that thought, I'm like, okay, so we're starting to, on Saturday mornings, we're going to do some speed stuff on the sand, very basic stuff, um, and so that's just starting maybe one or two members right now, but hopefully over time we're going to take off. So that's the only thing that's up with me. What about you? We should probably link up and do more of that stuff together. <clears throat> Hint. We, uh, I'll keep it at that. Actually, interesting thing. I asked a professional athlete a couple of days ago how much of the responsibility is there on the strength coach versus the sports coach on the actual conditioning piece. I was a little bit unsure. This is a soccer player. Um, a lot of the times in the soccer world, the coach is also responsible for the conditioning uh, at his organization. It was actually the strength coach that was also responsible for the conditioning aspect of it, uh, which I was I was proud of. I was like, cool, just 
knowledge I want to put in. That, so, I mean, it takes a knowledgeable coach to know how to program correctly for conditioning. I don't know if the sports coach should be doing that. Should the sports coach be doing that conditioning? Because do they know enough? No, not ish, a little bit. And they just know, I know this is going to make you tired type of deal, right? Um, But a lot of times, like, I think college coaches take uh, that responsibility on. Not You don't always have the resources to. Uh, I I just was wondering what the answer to that was. Anyways, let's move on. First question. Um, Jim Gear, let's start with warm-ups. What are some things that you have in your pocket to, he's going to pull out a bag, uh, to warm up? The two pieces of gear that I have or start to put on, um, just because I'm a softy, I like my knee sleeves on my warm-up. I like to keep my knees warm, um, obviously for a lower body day. Uh, I'm a little bit of a crossfitter, so I keep those on. I have soft wrist, uh, so I also use wrist wraps. Uh, besides that, that's kind of the only thing I prep for in the warm-up. We'll talk about pre-workout. Do you have any gear in running? I used to be a big-time, like, I used to buy all the, all the well, that and the accessories, like the knee sleeves, the wrist wraps. I have, like, too many wrist wraps. I have a pair. What? You can't wear them all at the same time. I'm an idiot, man. When I first started, I felt like I needed it to be part of it, you know? You got to look like it, and now we don't. Like, you, you see my shoes? Yeah. Yeah, but you grow and learn. I still have it, and yeah. So part of this is trying to save you time and not to buy a lot of stuff and just stick to the basics, stick to what works, and... If it's working, don't try to fix it. Yeah. I have, like, three different jump ropes, different lengths, different thicknesses. I have different handles. I have um, – what else do I have? It depends on the weather, right? <laughs> I have, uh, like, three separate knee sleeves. I have the Ray-Ban. I have the thinner ones that hook grip cells. I have, like, two sets of those. Um, like I said, four different sets of like wrist wraps. It's too much, too much stuff that, um, it's all absolutely, most of it is unnecessary. I would say essentials, a pair of wrist wraps and a weightlifting belt. Maybe I have two of those. Not always weightlifting belt though. Can you, uh, expand on that? Most people know now about that, but. Um, weightlifting belt, when used correctly, helps create a little intra-abdominal pressure. Basically sets your your low back a little bit better for heavier loads. Um, they come in different models. You have, uh, we'll say, a powerlifting version and then a weightlifting version. Um, the weightlifting one is a little thinner out the front. It allows for, we'll say, a little more hip flexion. And then the weightlifting, sorry, the powerlifting one is, is this kind of the same same diameter all the way around because in powerlifting, you don't, the depth is not hamstring to heels. So that's the difference between weightlifting and powerlifting belts. I have them both, like in whatever accessory guy that I was. Um, yeah. How many singlets you got? Uh, one weightlifting singlet. And I needed to buy it. 
when I first did my the, I, when I did a very my very first weightlifting meet, I used Logan's tights, and I had a like a like a Nike compression shirt, and they made me tie it. No, they made me tie it from behind like that, because I was clueless and no one told me that I needed a singlet. It was pretty funny. The video is ridiculous, but now I have one singlet. Do you own Do you own a singlet? I do not yet. I might this year. I'm trying to. I'm trying to do a powerlifting meet. Show me, coach. There it is. Oh man. There it is. I said, yeah, I have to, right? I can't. I can't. Challenge, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, we're back. Okay, I'll cut that piece out. Huh? Um, for the actual workout, warm up workout. Uh, I think bands are a very good way to warm up. Uh, minimal resistance. Uh, slingshot. Uh, usually use slingshot for hips, and usually use um, what are the monster mini? Is that what the oranges um, for upper body stuff? That's kind of my go-to. The two basic pieces. Uh, for pre-workouts, lots of caffeine. I wouldn't recommend that, but that is what I use if we're really talking about it. Lots of caffeine. I do like to eat before. Um, I'm the type of guy that could eat a burrito probably while I'm working out. Um, I like to feel more full than empty on my workouts personally. Um, as far as supplements, that's kind of it. Ronnie, you got a pre-workout routine? Yeah, it's too much, man. I'm in... So if you're watching this on YouTube, so I have different pair of, uh, like, hip circles. I have a thin one. I have a big one, uh, depending on what we're trying to do. I have, um, I have a peanut, which is two lacrosse balls taped together. You can buy one for, like, $100 if you want it done the right way, and then a lacrosse ball. And then if you want to floss, don't run away. If you want to floss, got a pair of those. I'm a sucker, so I bought this Supernova from Rogue. <laughs> got to have that. And then for some upper body um, activation, I have a pair of TheraBands. I put these together. This is cheap. This is not expensive. And then you, you obviously, I know you use a foam roller, right? Do you foam roll? <laughs> you don't foam roll? <laughs> all right. Well, I don't use all of it every day. Oh, and I, I forgot the foot roller for your foot. Dude, too much. Overdo it. Um, but, yeah, you, you don't use it all the time, but you never know. If anything's tight, you have it in your bag to... To use it, you don't foam roll. You don't do any of that. Oh, because you you hire someone to stretch you out. You're big time. I forgot you're big time. No. Uh, so my thing, as I've gotten more experience, is kind of trying to stay ahead of the game. So I don't have to get to a point where I have to prep as much. Is kind of where I've tried to stay in. Um, my warm up routine. I'll show. I'll, I'll explain my warm up routine. Mostly. For the most part, every day. Okay. I, so my Achilles, my calf, you know, has been a problem, yes. right? So that's my first priority. Uh, so I do what I call a seated. So I'm sitting down. I use a small, light kettlebell. You're sitting on what? Uh, uh, on, a on a bench. Anything that keeps my uh, calf supported. So I have to be sitting down. Boom. And my ankle will have, be able to have full range of motion. So I will clip the horns of that kettlebell to my ankle and then do rotations one way, rotation the other way, point, flex, point, flex, blah, blah, blah. Get the other foot. I th- you put your foot in the kettlebell? Yes. Oh. So oh, it's weighted, so it's 15 pounds. You can move, move it around, yeah. Oh, okay. 
uh, my calves are tight. That helps loosen it up. It relieves some pressure from my Achilles. Yeah. It's also my sh- gets my shins warmed up, yeah. right? Because that isn't w- what's being activated. So I have to do that. Yeah. I then go to negative calf raises, right? Just all the way up, all the way down, single leg, stretch my the back of my leg, right? Yeah. That's my first priority. Yeah. I then go to what I make all my clients do. It's uh, a lane lateral clam. So clams, right? driving your knees out with a slingshot. I go on the side. It's a little bit more challenging, just focusing on one side. Get my booty fired. Get the other side. Get my booty fired. I then go into a shin box, prep my back hit, prep, uh, get both sides. Um, And that's pretty much my hip routine. I then do J curls all the way down, all the way up, side to side, get my low back prep, get my Jefferson curls with the barbell. So completely, uh, so you grab, it would be the, the starting position would be the top of the deadlift, and then you cave in at your belly button, and you just curl all the way in, super rounded, till you touch the floor. You don't have to touch the floor, but come all the way up. On my 10th rep, I go from side to side, get the outside of my lower back. Wow. Uh, and you got to kind of like warm, work up to it. Yeah. Start with the light bar. Um, I, it makes my back feel just healthier. And I don't feel like I have to stretch after because I'm, I'm used to being at a lengthened position, if that sounds correct or whatever. Um, that's pretty much my lower body warm-up. My upper body warm-up, I like banded windmills. So I'll take light uh, bands. They're also called the Cuban presses, right? Bring your scat back, rotate your shoulder up, your Cuban wrist. Presses? Yeah, or Cuban rotations. Cuban? Like, I, yeah, that's no, no, look it up. Okay. Google it. Um, so I like getting the backside. We do a lot of pressing forward and up. Uh, so I like to get my backside warmed up for that. Um, I've been doing dead hang holds off the pull-up bar uh, underhand and just playing around with it. I, uh, for me, I really feel it in my lats um, and my lower back decompress a little bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, those are kind of the only two I do for my upper body. And then I'm pretty much prepped and I start with just the barbell all the time. Like just start with the barbell. Um, I don't immediately jump to 135, which is kind of what everyone does. However, once I start moving though, I make pretty big jumps. So I, it takes me half an hour about to, to warm up. If I do not have that time, I just start moving, but it's only because I've been prepping for so long that I want to be ready. If it takes you that long all the time to get ready, I think you need to put a little bit more effort on the front end. Maybe it's a priority now, Yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so for me to warm up, I usually address the ankles too. I want to... Because I sleep sometimes on my on my belly. And if you think about it, it puts you like in this plantar flexion position where your toes are pointed away, right, when you're laying down on your bed. And so it shortens your Achilles. So, you know, when I come in and were you going to say something? Yeah. So, so that's been a, a real problem over the last couple of years. I wake up and as soon as I go to take the first step, it's a little, it used to be painful. I've now managed it with the kettlebell ankle circles and the negative calf raises. So, sorry. It's perfect. And I use a slant board to create some, to warm up the ankles, get that range of motion good to go. 
and then I do some deep hamstring to heel squats just to get the knee because my knee's pretty. My knee's my thing. And then I move up to my hip, use the hip circle, and I do any other any type of variation. You can do lateral walks, forward walks, clamshells, whatever. But just to get my hips, hip hip bridges, anything, just to get the hips turned on. And then ideally, you do like a like a trunk, whatever, whether it's a plank or like shoulder taps, anything, dead bug, whatever, any of that. And working up to the shoulders, I'll do the bands, the therabands, the little light thin bands, and just do some Y's and T's, some Cuba, Cuban I call it windmill. I like windmill. windmills. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Do that. And then from there, I'm usually good to go. But that usually takes 15, 20 minutes. What I'm happy to hear is that I thought you rushed, like you walked into the gym and like put up a rack and you started squatting. Sometimes I have to. Sometimes I'm going to rush. I'm like, if I don't start moving now, I'm not going to get anything. But very carefully, it's only because I know either earlier that week or last week, I've been putting in work to where I know I'm not going to get destroyed. I would not recommend most people to do that unless I've been watching you move and I know where you're at. And I'm like, okay, well, we need to start moving. Either you got here late or I want to do a lot of stuff today, then we're moving. If you had to narrow it down to one pre-warm-up activation drill exercise, what would it be? For upper body or lower body or just all? One. Bias or just in general? In general. Mm. I feel like a lot of people's hips are messed up, so I would spend time doing uh, the shin box. I, I feel like it solves a lot of problems. Just because we sit down so much. Or, and a lot of the time when we're training, there's going to be a squat or l- some sort of hip movement. Um, it's become one of my favorite movements. I'm oh, that's hard. I, I now that I asked, I don't know. A dead bug. It's because it, it it anything honestly. Uh, a plank, I think. Ah, oh, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, yeah, I would do a dead bug. I'll just get. I gotta give an answer. I'll go dead bug. All right. What about one tool? One one actual physical thing that you would recommend everyone have in their gym bag, one thing, what would you say that one thing should be? Uh, slingshot seems to be pretty universal. You can do a lot with it. Yeah, yeah just well, you can warm up your hips a lot. I'm very hip biased. Yeah. I don't know. I don't never really had that shoulder problem. Yeah. So it's a very biased answer. What's your one thing? I would go, yeah, the slingshot just to get your hips warmed up. And you can, that could actually be a workout. If I, you could technically take, put that in your suitcase and then you go to, to, on a trip and you put it on and you do a couple sets of squats with that around. It's, it's some good stuff. And you get your hips warmed up and you open up your hips, especially if you're traveling. So slingshot would be it. Runner up would be, um, a foam roller, that would be the runner-up. I think a foam roller does a lot to activate your body. My runner-up uh, answer was going to be shoes. 
appropriate shoes that you could do everything in. So if you're traveling and you got shoes, like, I can run in these shoes if I needed to. I can work out in these shoes. I can jump in these shoes. I can lift in these shoes. I can go out in these shoes. What's up? Well, technically, you should be able to do everything without shoes. So if you need shoes, and that tells me that you're, you're, maybe you're, you're missing some training. I still like to go into civilized places. Sometimes they have a sign where you require to have shoes and clothing on. So for that reason, right. I'm out. <laughs> All right. I was saying. All right. Well, cool. Um, so what do we want to talk about next? Post. So once you finish your workout, what do you like to do? What do you like to work on? Is there, do you do static stretching? Are you a fan of static, stretch, uh, static stretching afterwards? <laughs> There's nothing on the seat. Oh, I get it. The current. You look for the current. All right. Yeah, what do you do? Uh, the static stretching that I like to do is with bands. I, um, I think that added external feedback um, forces you to, I don't know, for some reason stretch better, for lack of whatever term I'm kind of looking for. So instead of just bending over and touching your toes for a hamstring, I like to use a band at the hip. Um, if, if you're able to find that spot that you want to stretch a little better and or expose the spot that you're tighter at versus just hanging there passively. I think um, also if you're not in touch with your bo- body, uh, finding that spot might be more difficult. Um, I've been leaning more towards for the most part, most of the time, using a band to stretch. Yeah. Um, that's it's called distraction, is it? Distraction? Yeah. So that's, I like to post-workout, depending on what you're dealing with, I like to go back to that area, doing eccentrics. So for me, my knee, my patella has flares up all the time, so I like to do a lot of eccentrics on the, on that knee using that slant board. It helps it keep it healthy and get some blood flow outside of uh, squats. And then a dead hang. I like doing dead hangs with um, after the workout just to, like you said, decompression. And then I also have some, what are those called? The monkey things? The, the, monk, the thing you put around? Gravity boots. Gravity boots. Oh, I forgot about that. That's, that's essential. Uh, yeah. You don't see me post about it every now and then? Uh, I've been using dumbbells in my hands to lengthen out more. It, What's the heaviest you've gone? Uh, I've only gone 25. I don't know if that's heavy. I've gone, uh, four, I've, I've gone 45 for like only 10 seconds, though. I don't want to get too tall, though. You know, my ego is just going to get to my head. Uh, so there's that issue, True. you know. True. You do get taller. You, you, I think you can get up to a foot. The longer you hold, the more inches you get. So, Juan, it's not over. The dream's not over. Um, other things that I carry with me on a daily basis, equipment, watch, for sure. Yes. Um, I have clients' classes all the time. There's always a, a thing that's being timed, so I make sure I got that. Make sure I got my wedding ring so I don't get killed. Make sure I got my water bottle. We made fun of my uh, lunchbox today. That's a cool uh, so it's hard to mess up if you prep, right? And you carry your food instead of, so if I'm hungry, instead of stopping at Sherwin Williams to get something to eat. <laughs> Paint shop. 
<laughs> my point exactly. I have my food with me. Yeah. Today I had broccoli and eggs. Perfect. Secret. Secret sauce. Exactly. Tonight I will be eating a whole pizza because the whole life challenge starts tomorrow. And I'm going clean for six weeks. So suck it. It's hard to go cleaner than a tin can of egg and broccoli. How much cleaner can you go on? What's, what are you going to do? Actually, when I cut for my bodybuilding show, the eggs have too much fat. So I went tilapia and asparagus. Uh, that'll lean you out real quick. That's the secret. If you're trying to get skinny real fast, eat tilapia for six weeks and asparagus. See what happens. Yeah. I don't. That'll get you skinny for sure. Um, supplements, uh, fish oil, collagen, probiotics, and uh, I, yeah. And then I go on and off of creatine. I kind of just forget sometimes, and then I'm off, and then I put it on, and I'm like, dude, I should do this all the time. But uh, that's pretty much it. What type of collagen? Uh, what do you mean? The brand? I don't know what the brand is. It was whatever is on sale. Um, that's kind of the only secret supplements I take. It kind of blows people's mind. Like, that's it? You eat that? Yeah, but you missed the 10 eggs I just sat down and ate and watched Ronnie coach for an hour, yeah. and I just sat in the corner and ate them. Yeah. Uh, gear, I watch. Unfortunately, I don't know where mine is right now. I think I lost it. Wedding? Wedding, not yet. No wedding ring, homie. Shoot. Never. I mean, not never. I mean, essentially. I got to have my Lulus on. Got to have the Lulus. No, just kidding. Uh, I'm not affiliated. Got to have the hooligan shirt. Uh, no, so, yeah, comfortable, comfortable clothes. Uh, the watch is the biggest thing. My phone, you got to have your phone, your computer, Jesus Christ. You got to be able to work on at any moment's notice and some type of book. Yeah, I always have some type of book in my backpack. And a camera. Uh, don't forget good jokes. Good dad jokes in the back pocket. All right. That too. Um, <laughs> uh, supplements. I need to get back on fish oil. I need to get back on protein. I need to get back on creatine. I need to get back on all of that. But everything that you would... T- collagen. That's the one thing that I try not to forget. Collagen. I mix it in with my coffee in the morning. Um, I usually... There's this... Laird Hamilton, he used to be a big wave surfer. He has his own creamer. I have no affiliation. Who cares? But I love it. It's cool. It's good. And I mix that in with collagen. I do that. Blend it. Good coffee in the morning. And, yeah, that's it. Life gear. gear. I'll let you start that off. I hope people are still listening at this point. Uh, all right, so we have a split between equipment, gym gear, and then the other half is life gear. Uh, some of it I already explained, kind of prep, be prepared at any given moment. I'm prepared to work out at any given moment, honestly. Um, food is always planned. Mental, mental prep kind of stays on focus uh, pretty year-round. I try to do my best. I know I joke about that I don't sleep, but try to get enough rest to get through the next day. Um, I do like to high-perform the following day. Uh, The mental prep comes from listening to other people's podcasts, uh, high performers, um, kind of 
taking what they do well and stealing it and making it mine. Uh, the thing that I was talking about uh, do on a daily basis year-round is wake up 3.40 a.m. every single day. It puts me in a mindset to where when I need to accomplish some stuff, I know I can do it because I've disciplined my mind to do something difficult every day. Pl- Planning-wise, I try to keep a small to-do list so it's not overwhelming. Um if you let it kind of get out of control, it can be overwhelming. Um, we have journaling up on the board. I really don't do any journaling. I do a lot of thinking. Um, a lot of that thinking goes on early in the morning when I'm by myself at the gym. Uh, just have thoughts. Um, the only time that's kind of quiet in my life, so I enjoy that. Uh, and then I try to shut it down once I'm at home with Lucas and Floor. I carry uh, life gear. I take my backpack, which has a book, all the chargers you could ever need and want. Um, um, uh, Books, a book that uh, um, I can at any moment open and just learn something. So more like a textbook, not necessarily a a novel because I suck at those right now. Got to carry a camera because you never know when there's going to be a good time to take a picture of something and then I don't know. Use it for something else. And what else? Laptop. Laptop. Um, journaling. I don't journal. I just write down the stuff that I need to do. I hear there's a lot of benefits of journaling. I don't do that. Um, do you meditate? Do I meditate? I do not. Okay. I do not meditate. I don't know. I don't know why. I've never been into that, really. Yeah, I know there's a, f- I heard there's a new app, it's free, it's called Oak, it's a free meditation app, so I might download that, I just, but see, that's the problem, you, if you feel like you don't have time, then that's the reason you should meditate, and I feel like I don't have the time, or I don't feel there's value to it, so I don't do it, but maybe that's the reason why I should do it, because I feel that way. Maybe, but I don't, I don't know if there's any problems I need to solve with meditating. And I don't ever know. Do you ever see it that way? Like, I don't know if I've encountered challenges that I've not been able to uh, overcome that I need meditation yet. I like, I haven't felt like I need that. I've had books where like, I need to read this and that might be my form of meditating, you know? Uh, it's just, or I'm just too ADD and I can't focus. The times that I've tried to go maybe three days deep and se fue. I think it's, ah, man, there is value though, because we're so like the ADD thing. We're all always moving from one thing to the other. How often do you check your phone? Tell me a day. How often? How many times do you put your thumb on that home button? How often do you see me post? So, uh, too many. Way too many. I think meditating will help free up that a little bit. I don't know, man. It's just so much, so time-consuming. Even We have to do it. We have to do it. But it's it's a lot. I get tired of just staring at a screen. I, you don't get tired? Tell me, honestly. You get tired, right? So, it's important to get away from that. Meditating is one way to do it. I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah, but you still have like a healthy relationship with it. Are you talking about staring at a screen working or just digging around? The, the Either one, because they both add up. And at the end of the night, whether it was work or it was messing around on YouTube, it's it all adds up to a lot of time in front of a screen. It just wears you down. It wears me down, man. It's I get tired of those things. That's why I like, I want to break my computers and just throw them away. I'm telling you, have a kid, pick him up at three, go to the park, play soccer. You know what? I'm breaking. You know what? I'm like, I'm going to go a week without my phone, a week, and I'll get back to you, and I'm going to tell you how it went. I'm going to try that. You think that's going to work? What do you think? What do you predict? I mean, life gear, next subject, recovery. We've already kind of talked about this. Um, I try to get enough sleep for the next day, decompress. Uh, I'm pretty lucky that I have a family. That helps me decompress. That's always my cop-out, and I'm going to keep using it because it works for me. Uh, Yesterday, we had a tough day. We usually have a no TV rule during the week. Definitely broke that yesterday, and we said no TV TV usually. But we broke that, and we're like, you know what? We just need to not do anything right now and watch TV. Um, as a family, so it, it, those moments spent together with Lucas hitting hitting you in the face are like the great moments of like, all right, I can chill out and Lucas can do whatever he wants yeah. to me. Uh, what are your recovery tools to balance out owning a gym? I don't. Um, well, the easiest thing is just not look at or think about it, but that's hard. I'll try and I'm a big fan of sports. I like like mixed martial arts, so I'll watch videos on that stuff and it it just distracts you. Anything that distracts me. But then again, it again it's that T V computer time. I need to find ways to get out of that. Um just find something else. I don't know. I read or uh like so for the weekend, on weekends I don't think about the gym. I put away everything. I I go hang out with Chelsea, and we just, like, like last week, we just went to the beach, hung out, went to go get food, and that was a few hours, and, man, I felt great. I felt great being able to do that, and then Sunday, when Monday comes back around, okay, back to it. But if it doesn't stop ever, I don't know, you get you get drained. It takes you out. So, like, it's, it's the same thing, family. Family is a good way to get, get away from that, and... Um, yeah, people who know that you're going through a lot of work, that you're that your days are usually very busy with whatever you're you're doing, it they will help you get through those moments. Um, you know, by just taking you away from that, not bringing it up too much or just letting you do it, you know, you talk about it when it's time. So, yeah, just finding outlets, different outlets, whether it's going to the beach, hanging out with friends, watching a movie. Did you see Coco? I did not, but Lucas saw it twice. Why weren't you there? He went with he went with Floor's family first, with his aunties that are younger than him, and then he went with my dad and his cousin. Uh, so part of it is he needs to spend time away from me with other family members. So I was like, all right, well, if you're taking him, go. 
because he needs to build those relationships without me. Because when I'm there, when the parent is there, it's a different behavior than when he has to be out on his own and he can't act the as comfortable as he may act when he's with us, which is a, it's a funny dynamic that you start to learn as a parent. Yeah. Completely different person when you go to his school, right, versus when he's by himself and he's his own personality. Uh, I know with me, he's very attached. I am very attached to him. So, like, I love him too much, and I think he feels, I don't somewhat sheltered so he can, like, he feels safe around me, but then he pushes everyone else away. Like, you've been around uh, him when he's with me, right? He's attached at the hip. When I'm not there, he's just, like, open, wants to talk to you, is being silly, uh, type deal. Yeah. And so, like, I let him evolve and develop on his own, trying to give him his own tools and equipment for his own life. How old is he? He's now four. Uh, I think the biggest developments f- for him uh, now is he has his own thoughts. He can joke around now. Like, these are weird things that you don't think about until, like, you start observing them. Yeah. Right? He has his own jokes, or he tries to come up with his own stuff, wow. comes up with his own games. Uh, it's a cool age because he starts being his own self based on the environment he's exposed to yeah. and he's not he's not just because for a while there's just a mere reflection of your behaviors and because that's all he knows um which is this whole raising a child thing it's like a challenge and it's a game yeah. uh but it's cool it's awesome that's really that's really um that's really cool has he? Have you noticed any personality development? Like, because we all are, for the most part, we can be categorized, you know, extrovert, introvert, whatever. Can you make that assumption yet, or no? It's too early. You can see it. So when I go to a school, um, depending if I have to go somewhere, or go back to the gym, I'm able to interact with the kids a lot. Uh, and I'm still a kid, and I'm playful, so sometimes I'll sit down and I'll read with them, or we'll play tag, or I'll make them do obstacle courses slash workout, uh, and I get them all riled up. Like I'm a physical person, so I'm always moving, and I, I'm able to transfer that energy to kids. It's the same energy we transfer when we're coaching class, right? Uh, so you can see our traits to be kind of developed still, but... This kid's aggressive. This kid is more quiet. This this kid is an observer. This kid is a mover. This kid talks a lot. This kid is IQ is more developed at this point. Like the girl thing is very true to where girls develop uh, intelligence a lot faster. They're able to. They come up to you and they start asking you questions. Hey, why are you wearing that? Where'd you get that shirt? What'd you eat today? Without like you having to approach them, the boys just like come up to you like pretty dumb. They just look at you and they go hi. And then you have to interact with them, and then they're they're more reactive. Yeah. Uh, but yes, you can from the start start to see personality traits from kid to kid. Yeah. Lucas is more passive uh, than I am. Okay. Um, that's just him. He's an observer. Yeah. He likes to sit and watch other people before he does it. He does not like to take risk. He's calculated in his decisions. If it doesn't really benefit him at all, if there's a certain, like, he might get hurt, and he's like, no. Yeah. Uh, so he's on the safer spectrum of that. Yeah. I'm the kid that would run into the wall 
until I blacked out. Right. That's, that's cool. Yeah. That's interesting. And I'm sure that's going to develop as his friends develop and the people that he surrounds himself with. You walk with a lame. What does it go? You walk with a lame, you develop a limp, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So his friends will also determine what type of personality he develops because although a lot of it is nature, you can nurture yeah. some characteristics. That's a hard balance, especially from the world that we come in. Obviously, super biased. It's like, well, the thing that I can teach you, the like is very specific, is how to be an athlete. There's other traits besides that that you can transfer to other things. But being selfish and biased is like, oh, I can teach you how to be an athlete. I know how to train. We can train you to do whatever skill. We've now learned any skill is trainable. There's just certain characteristics that that person genetically might have an advantage, but we can get you a little bit closer. Yeah. Uh, I forgot where I was going with this. Um, what was the question you asked? If, if you've noticed any oh, characteristics that you can nurture. Yeah. Uh, so you can try to influence their behavior. Uh, I think it's how... So, for example, uh, my dad wanted me to be a runner and a cyclist. So he influenced that on me. What it turned out to be was not that, but those skills transferred to playing soccer. Um, I can try to... So I play fight with him to try to make him more aggressive. Yeah. And we play fight with each other, and I'll hit him in... The, this sounds terrible. I'll hit him in the face. I'll pin him down. And then he'll try to pin me down or, like, aggravate him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's never not gone there. When he might get frustrated and knows uh, how to control that, when the time comes of him playing sports, like if any of you have played sports, you get frustrated and angry sometimes. Is how you deal with it kind of determines the winner, yeah. right? Can you keep your cool yeah. but still be uh, effective and uh, aggressive and violent or different things, and still be aggressive in the game? Yeah. It's not if, but when. Everyone's gonna, yeah. Everyone's gonna get some type of uh, adversity. You're gonna get, you get, you're gonna get punched in the face. So it's just a matter of being able to control it. Um, you can try to influence it. If you can come out, don't know. I didn't come out the way my dad wanted. Right? Yeah, yeah. So you can only hope for that. If I don't know if we can switch topics. Um, if you want to keep adding on, do it. But. This week, I highlighted some podcast episodes on the blog, and um, because I did that, I kind of re-listened to all of them, and it was very cool to listen back to the conversations of those old videos that we all liked and really enjoyed. I wanted to ask you if you had any episodes that, if you were to do the same thing, if you were going to share some podcasts that you remember that were like really cool for whatever reason... Any, any ones. And if there were any podcasts that you remember that you listened to it and you were like, wow, this one was really good because I learned a lot or it was insightful for the, you know, whoever I talked to or whoever I heard, for whatever reason, is there any podcast you've heard of that you really enjoyed. So while you looked that up, I mean, I talked, uh, I highlighted Logan's conversation with Mind Muscle Project. They really got into the his book that he's writing, and he just broke down the 
the whole construct, which is you can go left, which is a very safe path. You can go right, which might seem to the layman, it might seem like a very risky path, but the risky path is going left because you become um, a lesser version of your optimal self. And um, I highlighted Tate Fletcher on Barbo Shrugged. That was such a, he was so, I don't know, he was on it. I remember that episode because I was out in Temecula or Palmdale coaching soccer. And I knew it was a long drive because it was a long episode, right? Yeah. Uh, like two and a half hours or something, I think. Yeah. And it, was, it was a long episode. Um, Yes, I remember it because I we wanted to finish the game so I can go back to listen to it. Uh, he just went off. He went off. He, went off. Yeah. he took too much coffee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the first podcast I started listening to was just Tim Ferriss, right? the, yeah. the well-known everything, blah, blah, blah. Favorite Tim Ferriss one, and I think it's still number one, and the most listened one is the Jamie Foxx one. That one's like two and a half hours, but it, it's, it's a storytelling episode. And you just get, like, sucked into the story. Uh, if you haven't listened to it, you need to listen to it. My favorite part of that episode is when he talks about playing piano at rich people's homes. Right? And that whole... You need to go listen to that part. Yeah. I think that that was deep. You don't, he, do you, have you listened to it? Yes. But it was uh, something to do with him playing music. Uh, I think of, like, holiday music at okay. rich people folk yeah. like he, no one knew that he could play the piano and they did not respect them like what is what is this black guy doing in my house yeah. about to play a piano and then he played and then like he gained this he like he yeah he they, he gained like this respect yeah. from them and and yeah. it was a story between him and his grandma and he like was able to realize his talent yeah. Yeah. and that he was going to crush it other podcasts, when I first listened to Fired Up, and you can kind of see what the results of that was, was when I started listening to the Jocko, the Jocko podcast. God, that's you. So I, I'm not a veteran. I, however, I have some military experience and exposure to what that life is. Um, and that's kind of how I live my life. I uh, just try to utmost discipline as I can. I no sleep doesn't matter. You have to accomplish the mission type deal. I don't really care what it is. Like go kill or you're gonna get killed. Yeah. That's basic what basically what one is. I'm not motivational. I'm not gonna tell you, hey, you know what, Brian, you did a great job today, buddy. That effort, I'm like, no, you either sucked or you killed it. Yeah. It's one of the two. Yeah. Right? Um and the podcast more recently that I've like to listen to a lot, the Ben Berger on excellent, Pursuit of Excellence. Have you listened to that one? You need to go listen to that. And what base, that what that, that's what it's called. Pursuit. He has his own podcast. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, a lot of the beginning episodes are fire. Are they? Yeah. So, so have you listened to it? No? Mm, negative, negative. Anyways, they're dope. Okay. That's all I got. Uh, do you have anything else? There was a kind of discussion or topic I want to talk about. We haven't really brought these up in a bit. Um, it's posted by... How do you say this? Dr. Andre Spinoza. Spina. Uh, the quote is, I never trust people who are sure of things. I trust those who are temporarily confident in their current interpretations. Um, 
I read that and it kind of got to me in that I, over the years, you have like a certain thought. For example, I used to think, oh, well, bodybuilding is the way to train with weights, right? And like, that's the law right now. But then you start to learn and adapt with anything in life. Like, if you're open to it, uh, and this is kind of why this episode of like us sharing a couple of these equipment for either gym or life is if you can take tools from other people and add it to your own tool belt and then your interpretation of whatever that is, it gets better. Um, you have now evolved and become a, a better human being. Yeah. Um, and I try to do that. And Floor kind of makes fun of me when I'm like, you know, I think my thoughts change. Now we're going to do this. Um, and it, it definitely has evolved with that with training um, and trying to expose yourself with all different angles of training so that, like, the end result is really so our athlete can be better. Who cares about me? Whatever. Um, it's so that everyone else can around us can get better, either your child, your friends, right? If I challenge you, you're challenging me, hey, Juan, what do you think about this? I'm like, damn, you're right. Maybe we shouldn't be doing dead bugs. Maybe we should have been doing sit-ups the whole time. But it's your open li- openness to uh, change and try to improve whatever your thing is, right? We in our coaches prep is challenge everything. Uh, otherwise, you just stay stuck and stay the same. If you stay the same, you're going backwards. That's couldn't agree more. As a coach, you have to be open to different ideas and thoughts, and you have to keep that open mind mindedness. I think of a person who always stays to their the the same coaching philosophy and if they never change they're gonna eventually be left behind they're gonna suck they're not gonna be good you constantly we're learning about the human body constantly there's new information always coming out and it's always changing and shifting so as a coach you have to be receptive to all that new information the new research there's always new technology coming out as fast as um you know, the the way the iPhone has evolved, it's the same thing with the way we train and and there's a lot of uh a lot of information that we still haven't gone into that is out there for us to learn. We have to be open to that. Um I had another thought I w- what I was gonna say to that. Why you think of it? I think of being open to any sort of change to improve yourself as uh, the same thing we think about training. If you train the same weight, if you only do five by five for three months, you're going to plateau. And if you only read the same book over and over, you're only going to be limited to the same information. If you only listen to the same podcast in that person's perce- perception of the world, you're only going to be stuck in that same thought, right? So we always have to use the conjugate system kind of, right, to expose different views on whatever our current looking at the world is. What I was going to say is it, it's only going to make you a better coach because it expands your tool belt. You may not agree with it, but it, it allows you to at least be aware of it. It, it allows you to, it, it allows you to speak with confidence. When someone brings up a certain program, you don't have to know it or sorry, believe in it, but it, because you know it or are aware of it, it, it just makes you a, better person a more reliable person when you have a case and you're going to decide whether a person is going to go to jail for life you want a very neutral and a very experienced um 
a panel of people who are going to decide. The jury, you want them to be very neutral, but very knowledgeable and experienced. Same thing with a coach. You want them to be knowledgeable across a, br- a broad spectrum of, of training methods and training principles. Ex- uh, I should say principles. And so that, that's very important. We have to be open. You, you have to be, you don't want to tie down to your exact, you never want to be glued down to your um, whatever method or whatever thing you think. You know, <laughs> you want to be open to things. <laughs> you, you know, you want to, not everything has to be done in a certain way. You have to, you have to know when and why, and it's only going to make you a better person. Honestly, you want to stay a student, stay a student for life. Uh, damn it. I lost my train of thought. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, a very careful thing um is like i'm in the world of crossfit we're in the world of crossfit training or whatever right um you also have to fully experience something before you can have an opinion on it right you can't have opinion you got all those like internet coaches that correct you or whatever or the trolls um that have never tried what they're trying to trash or trying to break Give it a try. Be open. You have to make it a real... You have to go all the way right to the spectrum, dive all the way in to fully experience because your outcome is going to be completely different from someone else's outcome. You can love boot camp, and I might hate boot camp, right? And it could be anything. You might love being in school. I might hate going to school. You might go to the best biochem, heart, whatever... uh, professor you not know, get along with the professor yeah. and this thing that they're selling you're not you don't agree with so regardless like there's internet reviews right it gives you somewhat of a gauge if you're gonna buy that foam roller that everyone else loves and you get it guess when you hate it but you have to be willing to give it a try and use your own gauge system and tools that you've acquired over your life give it a try experience it have your own opinion if someone asks you about it give them your experience, right? Like a lot of the stuff, um, we can get super sciencey with training, but there's also anecdotal stuff that we've tried that hasn't been either tested or works for us or our athletes in the way that we do it. Yeah. Uh, but Joe over there doesn't believe in sandbag squats because you occasionally round your back when you pick it up. Well, I'll have your athlete go against my athlete, but... Give it a try. Yeah. Um, like, there's the, the very funny one is like in the when we use barbells and we set up for positions, everything's nice and perfect. Go to strongman, uh, breaks all the rules that you learned. Yeah, I want you to go full extension. I want you to lean back. You have a log on your shoulders. I need your head to be looking up to the sky. This is the only way you're gonna get this thing over. I'm like, but I thought you told me not to arch my back, bro. Arch your back. Go for it. Yeah. <sighs> Be open to the experience. Learn. Have your own opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Mic drop. Uh, I recently uh, recently went to a different style of fitness class. I'm not going to give you the name, but what? I already know. I did some research. What do you mean you did some research? What do you mean? So you, you, you didn't do some... Who told you? There's only one... Come on, man. There's only one... All right. Anyways, 
the point that's besides the point doesn't matter what type, what the name is but i went to this place it, it doesn't align before i even went there it doesn't align with the way i like to coach fitness the way i like to the, the way i like to do things and i had an, a perception oh it's they don't care they just it's a boot camp they just want you to they just try and pack in as many people get as many credit cards on file as possible and that's what they're about it's not about teaching movement, not teaching proper progressions. It's not about that. It's not about the people. And so I went to it. And my opinion stands. It's the same. But now I can speak from experience. And now I have validity. Now I have truth to what I believe. And now I can go to sleep knowing that that is a piece of I S. Right. I was right. But I would have never known had I not gone. And I, it, it does a lot of things. And now I feel better about what I do. Now it, it reassures that uh, the way I do things is, is a certain way that, you know, is good to some people and good to others. It styles, right? I was asked afterwards, hey, what did you think? And I just said, you know what? There's many styles to do things. That is one style. I have my style. And that is me being not being being not. You don't like that. I know you don't like that. You want to call it what it is. You want to call it what it is. But I was being very neutral. I said, "Hey, some people like that. I personally, my values don't line up with that. The way I was taught, my coaches, the people that I learned from, don't think that's that's fly. They think that's whack. And that's just the way it is. So, yeah. Now I can speak from experience, though." How do you feel that those people are trainers or coaches and have not read any sort of uh, fitness pamphlet, any legit training, textbook, educational piece? I, I am assuming this. I can, speak for, I can speak with certainty about what they teach. I can only assume, because I never talked to the guys who did that. Uh, I just took the class... And then they kicked us out because we were in the way. What? The next yeah, the next class was coming in. They kicked us out. They said, hey, you got to go because, you know, the next class is coming in. That there taught me one thing. That showed me one little – that showed you, shows you a lot, actually, about what, what it is. Buy a T-shirt on the way out. <laughs> but, yeah. And, but get out. <laughs> I, as, I assume – let's assume that they haven't read and, man, it's – that's that's bad. That's not good, man. That's terrible. That's terrible. I so there's certain business models and I think it's great for people and it's better than not doing anything. And if it keeps you engaged and going back and forth to it, that's great. Uh but it if we're really trying to accomplish we're gonna keep this short, general fitness, then it's only accomplishing one thing in fitness. That's what I'll leave it at. Question I wanted to ask you. Is there something that you were against before that you tried and then changed your mind on? I'll answer mine first yeah. to give you time. Uh, so for a time there, there was like, whoa, you got to lift some big weights. You got to be big. You got to bodybuild, right? Blah, 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 blah. Very against like yoga. It was like, quote, unquote, feminine to do. I'm like, why? No, we don't do yoga. We lift weights. We take creatine. We take protein shakes. And we do chest on Mondays. 
being evolved, changing, understanding training and understanding how mobility and recovery and how that type of fitness will help you lift more later on, boom. You know what? I'm okay with yoga. There's always people that come into the gym. We we have a certain type of gym feel, look, right? Hey, are you guys opposed to yoga? Nah, go do yoga. It'll make your body feel better. You feel broken? I might break you more than make you feel recovered, yeah. right? Yeah. Go do something that makes you feel recovered. Um, that's kind of an example of how a certain thought was broken for me and definitely for sure for it now. So for me, yoga, that's one of them. Yoga, I felt was missing a lot of strength elements, and it is. But I, there's value to it, so I won't not do it. I am totally up for yoga. If anyone wants to do yoga, man, let's go. I'm down. There's a lot of value to do it. Some people actually need yoga um, and will actually benefit from a couple of weeks in yoga. Another thing is that I flipped opinions on is isolation work, a.k.a. bodybuilding. When I started, we all started bodybuilding, isolation work. We all started in isolation work, and then... CrossFit told us that's bad, so we said that's bad. And, you know, it's not bad. It has its points. It has its values. It, we can all squat, and you'll get a bigger, you'll get bigger quads. I'll get a bigger butt. Chris will get a stronger core. So isolation work helps bridge the gap it helps create a broader foundation right because if we just keep squatting you're just going to keep getting bigger quads you're just going to keep a stronger core and i'm just going to keep you know so isolation work helps keeps us balanced and so there is value to that bodybuilding is not a bad thing it just needs to be done with a certain way i'm not a fan of posing per se but the 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 bodybuilding the isolation work is a good thing um yeah i think when it was first exposed and Explain through what we know of CrossFit. I think it was failed to explain of the benefits of it. I think bodybuilders have uh, recreational bodybuilders. Professional is like way down the the spectrum. I would say uh, one of the healthiest joints in if done correctly structure of their body, right? If they done correctly, Um, I think we now. With the understanding of that and our exposure to Westside, it's like, dude, this is hugely beneficial. You just need to know when to pull it out, yeah. how to pull it out, how to implement it. Yeah. Cool. That's all I got. I don't know if you wanted to add anything else. We started somewhere, took a maze, and exited out a different <laughs> path. But I think towards the end of that conversation, the, the, the golden nuggets yeah. for today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't got anything else. That's it. That's it for me. Well, that was good. A lot of good stuff. Questions, comments, concerns, hit us up at radio at deuceathletics.com, at Ronnie Lopez 21, at Deuce Athletics, at JL Guadarrama, at CPESQUAL6. Yeah. Nice. That's all I got. Show me, coach. Bye. <laughs>